Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing Hometown Cha Cha, Episode One. This series is available in Korea on regular television network, I believe. I was recommended this show by a. English student I have from Korea who is delightful, and she said that she said Anna, I really think you would like this K drama, and I was like, okay, I might try this one because honestly, the last few K dramas I've tried, I haven't been phenomenally impressed with. Don't get me wrong, I enjoyed Color Rush, that was awesome. Okay, and to my star. I also really liked, although not for reasons most people would like that show. I was like, you know what? I am really quite like Jinru. I totally get him. I don't mean it's nice to see people like yourself sometimes on screen. It's like, ah,、oh, there are other people that exist on the bloody planet like me. But anyway, I digress. So I haven't really watched a lot of K dramas since watching Color Rush and To My Star. I did start、uh, Mister, which I thought was very funny, but it it was just a little too slapstick for my taste. Although I really did, in many, enjoy the idea of Mister Queen because I thought it was interesting to get a guy's perspective living in a. Josie and Era Queen's body. No offense, that was kind of interesting, and I understand that's based off of a Chinese drama as well. And so there's some there's some rifts there with the drama world on Korea. Did not really like the Chinese drama, but they still really liked, according to the ratings, Mr. Queen. So anyway, that's a little digression. I don't really watch a lot of K dramas, so I thought I'm going to watch Hometown Cha Cha, and so. I watched episode one. Episode one is about Hyejin, and Hyejin is a dentist in Seoul. She is working on an older woman who has come from the countryside to her daughter's and is getting her teeth looked at, and she has to have some repairs done to her teeth, like some implants, but like only a couple. But the other doctor tells Hyejin. That she needed to just rip out basically all the women's teeth and put in implants, and Hyejin said, "You know what? This is my patient. If I think she only needs a couple implants, we're doing a couple implants. You can do what you want with your patients, but not with my patient." Well, then Hyejin comes back to work and finds out that the other doctor has taken over Hyejin's patient, so she can just. Basically, pull out the teeth and put in implants and make a lot of money off of this woman. And Hyejin, I think this is the one part of her that I do really like because she's kind of got this—I call it a line. My family said I was kind of born with one, but it's like you reach a point where you sit there and go, "This is just wrong." And Hyejin looks at the doctor and says, "You know what?" You have no right to take my patients. You are not a good doctor. You love taking out people's teeth so you can make money, or ripping out someone's jaw so you can make money. And you're what are making dentists here in Seoul look really bad. So I am done. And she just 
walks out. She also tells the woman who was her patient, who happens to be staying next to her at her daughter's house, that she's recommending another dentist for her. So that woman does not lose her good teeth. And so it's at this point where she has lost her job. She goes out with a friend, drinks too much alcohol I think it's a little unclear but I'm guessing that's what happened buys some shoes that she had been really wanting I'm not exactly sure why they're like high heels with stilettos and then they have these honking big gemstone things on the toes that are really different but anyway they're they're height of fashion according to the movie but um she buys the shoes as kind of her treat for standing up to the bad dentist and is looking for work but she gets drunk and decides to post on a dental form how she felt about her previous um, person that she worked with the dentist and it goes all kind of viral and the dentist who was her colleague starts spreading terrible rumors about her and her work so Hyojin is kind of without work two to three weeks later um, living off of takeout, her house, apartment is a mess, and she finally decides, I'm going to Ganjin, I think is the name of the area. And Ganjin is, an, is a seaside town in Korea, or seaside area in Korea. And she goes there because it's her, it's the date that her mother had her birthday. And her mother passed away when Hyojin was very young. And this was one of the times that she was having a good time with her mom, was on the beach with her dad in Ganjin. So she goes to Ganjin, she's sitting on the beach on the sand, she slips off her shoes so she can feel the sand, and she's looking out at the water and she sees this guy on the, um, on this surfboard. And she goes, huh, okay. And she's just kind of watching the water. She's not really, I don't mean, it's not like she's being overtly nosy to this, um, guy that's on the surfboard he just happens to be in her frame of vision well she's resting and her shoes go out to sea and so she's sitting there barefoot trying to figure out what to do and the surfer comes up and goes here's your shoe I found a one and she said is the other one there she said could you go look for it because I can't really swim I'm scared of water and he looks at her and he goes I'm not going to go look for your shoe this one happened to hit my surfboard woman okay and he finally ends up throwing her his sandals that basically say fish shop um, toilet use sandals <laughs> in Korean I don't know why they say that, but anyway, they belong to a restaurant and its owner, and so she ends up going in these sandals that this guy throws at her, whose name you find out is um, Dusik. Um, he also has a name Chief, but anyway, we're going with Dusik. So anyway, um, she's walking around in these sandals, and she ends up meeting these two little kids, and the one girl is crying terribly, and she's just just completely losing it. And the um, Kia Jean thinks that she has hurt herself, but she finds out that what happened is the girl by accident hit her best friend with a bag in his mouth area and he lost a tooth. So she's crying because her best friend's mouth is bleeding and she's holding his tooth. And he's just sitting there quietly just being a cool. I've lost my tooth and it's bleeding. And so Hyojin goes with the two kids, takes them to the pharmacy, gets him some gauze and 
takes him back to his mom's, who says, oh, you're wearing our sandals, because she's wearing the um, fish restaurant toilet use only sandals. But at the end of the day, Hia Jin decides, again, kind of one of those line moments. She gets a call from her previous boss who says, basically, I will take you back if you come to me with yourself on your knees, begging and apologizing for what you did. And Hia Jin says, number one, I didn't do anything wrong. I told the truth. I probably wouldn't have posted on the forum if I hadn't been really drunk. But I still didn't do anything I regret. And I am opening my own clinic, darn it, in the seaside. And I am going to make this work. So he and Jin just snap decision decides, I am coming to Gunjin. I am going to open a clinic. I am going to take care of this. And I'm moving she um, actually rents a house from the one that runs a fish restaurant. Dusik happens to be the um, realtor. And she gets that all in order because she decides she wants to try to make it work on her own. And I think that kind of makes sense. It's like I had a friend once who told me, you know, you can be your own man, even if you're a cobbler, because in their in their life, they found that they could work at a very good, prestigious college, but they preferred to open their own business and run their own life that way because they wanted to be in control of their day-to-day -day life. And I think in the same way, Hia Jin is similarly disposed. She's sitting there going, you know, I'm 32 years old. Or no, she's 34 years old. Excuse me. She's 34 years old. And she says, I want to be able to have control of my day to live. I don't want to be working for terrible people that want to rip elderly people off and pull out their teeth the kids day. And so I think that's one thing that I really do like about Hia Jin, although she is kind of an irritating personality. She's kind of grating. Um, I was talking to another of my Korean students. She says, this is kind of typical in K-dramas. They portray people from Seoul who are female kind of in this way. Um, I'm not saying that there aren't women in the real world like her behavior, but I think that the one thing that I didn't like about this first episode is, I don't mean it weird, in the K-dramas, the guys are usually really likable. And I'm not saying that because they're handsome or attractive, because honestly, Anna doesn't really think that way. I just sit there and go, they're linear and they make sense usually. So anyway, in the K-dramas, Usually the guys are pretty steady and linear, and I think that's kind of good to watch. But the women can kind of be disposed to be kind of like this person's personality, Hia Jin. And I think that, you know, I'm pretty sure that they're going to have the Dusik character and Hia Jin end up together. And at this point, after watching episode one, I can honestly say I'm sitting there going... It kind of reminds me of when I first found out in Star Trek Voyager that Belana Torres was going to end up with Tom Paris, and I sat there and went, I was literally mad peeps for about two weeks about that. I was like, what were the writers thinking to put Tom Paris with Belana Torres? I mean, she is such a cool person, and Tom, uh, let's face it, season one, two, and three, um, Tom was... <laughs> Tom was a handful, 
and he he really didn't have any likable qualities except he was the only one that would get in the in the ship to go pick up people when no one else would. So I guess that was the one thing I did like about Tom Paris is when everyone else would be sitting there going, we don't want to go on the ship to go save someone, which usually happened to be Belana and somebody else, Tom would always sit there and go, I will go. And I mean, that was kind of his one redeeming quality for like, I would say the first two to three seasons. I, I don't mean that bad, but he really didn't have a lot of likable characteristics. I mean, yeah. But I kind of have the same feeling with Dusik and Hyajin. I think Dusik is a very interesting character. I'm going to be kind of curious to see what his story is. Um, Hyajin, I'm like, Dusik is such a nice person. I don't really think he needs to end up with um, a woman who's going to be kind of a jerk's for a lot of the time but you know you don't know how people are because I think that when you meet people sometimes for the first time sometimes people can come off really rude really sarcastic really whatever and the thing is is that's maybe not the way they are maybe that's the way they are when their walls are up and what are they like when their walls are down because you know I think that Dusik really does meet Hyajin at kind of a bad point in her life. I mean, I don't mean it weird. She's lost her job. She's there on the day that her mother's birthday is. Her, her mother died, and it's just not a good day. And she's lost her shoes that cost, I don't know how much, because I'm not good with conversion rates from Korean won to U.S. dollar. I'm better with Japanese rates. But anyway, it's a lot of won, okay? So, I mean... I think, yeah, she's got some reasons why she might not be having the best of days and it might be coming off as rude. But I think that Dusik is a very likable character. The other thing I think is interesting about this series in particular is it's the only series I have ever seen other than To My Star where the Dusik character, he talks casually in Korean with everyone, which... For those of you who don't know, the Korean language, it has many layers. It has a layer of respectability that you use like at work or with someone who's older. It also, or your senior in some way. And it has another layer that you speak with, like with your friends and with your family and people that you are the same age group in. Do sick doesn't do that. Our chief, he does not do that. He speaks in casual Korean to everyone he meets. It doesn't matter whether it's the person who's kind of like his grandmother figure in the story. It doesn't matter if it's Hyajin. He just speaks to everyone casually. And I think that's kind of interesting because, again, I have only seen that in one other series, and that was in To My Star when you're talking about um, Jin Woo and Shia Hyajin. But anyway... Um, Siyajun is Jimru Sr., and therefore, in typical Korean fashion, um, Siyajun would be talking, or Jinwoo would be talking to Siyajun with the more respectable seniority type of language. However, Jinwoo doesn't do that because, well, when Jinwoo meets Siyajun, he's kind of just fed up with him, and he's like, I don't care if you're a few years older than me, you still are my roommate, and we have to live together. <laughs> And um, yeah, but I'm just saying, I think it's interesting because this is the only movie I've ever seen where the main character, Dusik, 
um, for the guy lead character is talking in common Korean language to everyone. And that's a very interesting perspective. But that is my review of Hometown Cha-Cha Episode 1. Check it at the round table. Bye!